Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Welcome on into the No Off Days podcast. I'm Scott Smith. We got BK in the booth and the man still in his Halloween costume from last night, Chris Cato to my left. Did, did you have a chance to enjoy? Did you sneak out? I know we work kind of late yeah. at night, so did you get out there? I did. Thanks to the World Series being on Fox, we had a bit of a longer break go. than usual. So, yeah, we got out. My neighborhood just goes crazy for trick-or-treating. So, I mean, these these houses, man. If I if I were a kid, grow, oh, heck, I'm an adult, and I want the full-size candy bars. They give out these full-size Kit Kats, oh, Hershey's. Okay. Yeah, serious yeah, stuff. Yeah, you must live in the really rich neighborhood in town. It's a, <laughs> no, Well, I think it's just— Do a, you keep up? Because that puts pressure on you. I, I, I try to, but it's hard. Or do hard. you flip the lights out, and you're like— I, I leave the bucket out, and it's got some circus peanuts in it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like nowadays, Halloween is a lot different than when I was a kid growing up. I mean, I feel like parents are more into it than the kids yeah. these days. Is that Do you think I'm on? something there i think so well what's cool in my neighborhood is the parents uh usually set out you know tables in their driveway and they, they usually have some treats like beverages out for the parents okay. that are walking with the kids too so it kind of turns into a block party but of course i couldn't partake in any of that last night no of no. course not yeah. all right let's uh let's bring bk in in the booth uh brian what age is the appropriate age to stop celebrating halloween Ooh, celebrating or I mean, you mean you like trick-or-treating? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. What Chris was doing last night. No, always celebrate. If you're going out with your kids and stuff, that's fun, I right? Mean, I mean, dress up in a goofy costume. Yeah, Brian, I didn't have a kid with me. I was just going from house to house <laughs> taking people. That's why candy. he was so impressed by the king size. Oh, wow, a Butterfinger. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fun, man. Why not? I reunited my love for uh, 100 grand. You guys remember those? Uh, yeah. What, 100 yeah. grand? Man, that's a good candy bar. Is it? Really? I don't know that I've ever actually had it. I mean, because they cost 100 what, grand. So what is it? It's, it's, it's a, I would describe it as the center is uh, nougat caramel. Okay, not a, I'm not a nougat guy. Okay, then this isn't for you. All but right. it's coated. Let me pull you back, though. It's coated with rice crispy over that and then okay. a layer of chocolate on top. Interesting. So it's got a little crunch. Right. It's nice. There's only so many combinations you could have. It's like you got you got the crunchy, you got the wafer, you got the peanut, you got the caramel, you got the nougat. Yeah. I'd like to see something else injected in. Bring Big K back in here. Why, why are we getting rid of him? <laughs> I, I want to see uh, some cheese. Can you think we could inject <laughs> some cheese? Some cheese. Maybe yeah. maybe some jelly. Yeah. Let's put a, a jelly-filled Cranberries. M&M or something. Yeah. 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 Fruit. There you go. All right, BK, what, what do we got on today's big show? Nice show today. We got Peter Jacobson, PJ yeah. golf player, actor. He's, uh, well, he's yeah, I guess in he's one some, movie. Yeah, yeah. Tim yeah. Cop. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he's starting up a tournament, I guess, an event down at Bradenton. So it's unique. It's kind of it's got a Ryder Cup type feel to it. So we'll talk to him a little bit about that. For all the older gentlemen on the on the, uh, the Champions champ- yeah. Tour. Yeah, but yeah. they can still play. Those guys can still. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they got some big names in that too. Ernie yeah. Els, Jim Furyk. Yeah. Okay, looking yeah. forward to that. And then at the end of the show. It's that time of year again. Once Halloween passes, it's time for the National Toy Hall of Fame it's, to put yeah. out their list. It's a again, ritual it here. It seems we, like we just had this. And it does, doesn't it? This. Okay. All right. So, I hope uh, we the got some good. Are set okay. And, All right. Yeah. Okay. Do we hold any? Have we? I know we applied to to be, um, you know, voters. Did that go through? <laughs> I don't. I did not receive that email back. Okay. But we should. Uh, I mean, I would like you rather we, have that vote or like an AP vote? 
Oh, definitely Hall of Fame. To- the a- toy Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. AP, vo- AP votes useless this time of year. Right. Exactly. And, and that's just it's fl- it's so fleeting. This is forever. I mean, yeah. these toys are forever enshrined in uh, where is it? Poughkeepsie? Uh, Rochester. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. Rochester. We we got to get up. I was kind of up you in New York. I should. Yes. Yeah. Golly, we didn't have time for it. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, very good. We will catch up with you a little bit later in the show. Thanks. If you are listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nonpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone. You can zap that QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and there you can find all of our shows. There is something to satisfy your sweet tooth in that bowl of podcasting goodness, maybe maybe a hundred grand, of course. Mm. Uh, that is something we are all longing for, and sponsors are welcome for this show at any point in time. Please subscribe, fox13news.com slash Nod pod. All right, so a little bit of NFL news earlier this week. It was the NFL trade deadline, and sometimes this is not – it's not like the baseball trade deadline. I feel like there's more hot stove action and teams have are positioned better. I don't really love the NFL trade deadline uh, where it's positioned in the season. I think it's too early. I think it. I think the heart of it should be you're trying to position teams better for a playoff run, right? I mean, yes, we're, we're yeah. halfway through the season, so – Injuries always play a role. So I'd love to see it move back maybe three or four weeks. I think that would be better uh, to see what teams really have. But teams went out and they went shopping today. Is there any – or yesterday. Was there any moves that you saw that you think, okay, wow, this team is uh, – they're legit. They're getting after it. I thought it was a little quiet. You know, I expected a few more fireworks. I, I think it's pretty clear that the 49ers are trying to solidify their playoff run, right? Yeah. They, they go out and get Chase Young. Uh, so now you've got uh, an Ohio State reunion on that defensive line, him and his old teammate Nick Bosa. So watch out, quarterbacks in the Golly. NFC. Um, yeah, and th- th- I feel like Washington in that move, that was one of a couple moves they made that just signals, hey, we're done. Yeah. We're checking out. Rebuild I mean, mode. Yeah. Golly. I mean, they get rid of Montez Sweat. He goes to the Chicago Bears. They get a second rounder in return for him. They get a third rounder in return for Chase Young. I don't think that's a great trade. I mean, I would be upset if I was the Commanders fan base. I mean, here you have some – I get the, the injury issues with Chase Young and, and maybe they didn't live up to the hype, but you've really invested a lot of draft capital into your defensive line to abandon them as quickly as you have in the heart of a rebuild. I, I feel like there's other areas on the team that maybe would be more apt for a rebuild. I, I, kinda, I thought it was a good move by the Commanders because really? both of those players had big contracts coming up, right? And you get a second-round pick from the Bears for Montez Sweat? I mean, I thought the Bears, I didn't understand their reasoning in that. Well, I think they're going to extend him and, and make him a big piece of But their, you could wait line. until he's a free agent at the end of the season. But, now you, a, but it, now you could do kind of like a sign-and-trade type of thing. So you have the opportunity to negotiate firsthand. I don't like – it's a high second-round pick, like 34th or 35th pick. I don't like giving away a pick that high. Um, for a guy that you could get in free agency, I just—they did this last I year. I think the Bears are gonna—I think they have like two first-rounders next year, so that may may affect it. So okay, all right. Uh, I thought the Commanders—I thought they had to do it, and yeah. you know they need to supplement the offensive side of the ball. I think so. That's what they do with those draft picks. Hmm. Who okay. did who did well in uh, in your book? Uh, well, I, I think the, the Niners obviously getting Chase Young. I just think even if the guy doesn't play every down, I mean, to come in as a specialty edge rusher, I mean, compliment Nick Bosa. I think that is a dangerous duo. Um, you know, the uh, pickup, even the the Vikings of going out and getting Joshua Dobbs, a guy that has starting reps under his belt to mm-hmm. fill in for Kirk Cousins. They don't have to, you know, cash their chips in yet, even though, you know, the chances of them making any type of run um, are fairly slim because they're – you know, competition in the division. The Lions went out and got Donovan Peoples-Jones, ladies and gentlemen. A little Donovan D- DPJ? D- DPJ. He's back in uh, his native Detroit. I actually think that's kind of a sneaky, decent move. 
I mean, I think he's a pretty good receiver. He kind of fits in in the room, and uh, they give up a six-rounder for him, you know, and they rent him, basically, see how he does. He, this is the last year of his contract, and, and maybe if, if he performs well and, and he has every incentive to, play, he's a Detroit guy, uh, that maybe maybe it turns into a longer-term deal. So You know who I thought did well and who they didn't lose or didn't trade was uh, the Titans. No Derrick Henry. Yeah, that was surprising. That was probably the biggest name that everyone was assuming would be traded. So they hold on to him. He's still got, you know, he's not maybe at his prime, but he's still very productive. Yeah. And they, DeAndre Hopkins stayed. And I think they saw in Will Levis, he had a really good, you know, first outing as a pro. Maybe this is the time to build something for him to build toward the future so and it's you, a, still a very winnable division yeah. too i mean at this point in the season so yeah uh yeah w- why not um all right let's let's switch gears to college ball and uh, the mm. big story coming out of this last weekend is uh you know coach prime and the in those buffs man they, they got robbed not on the field they uh they got robbed in their own locker room actually this is the visiting locker room while they're playing ucla uh, so y- you not only lose that game, but then you come back and then all of your, your jewelry was stolen. And yeah. Coach Prime says, uh, this is a travesty. NCAA's got to pay these guys back. What are your thoughts on that? He wants the NCAA <laughs> or the Rose Bowl. He suggested the, the Rose Bowl uh, the re- uh, reimbursing them. Let me yeah. find his quote here. This is great. They say, this is the Rose Bowl. They say the granddaddy of them all, right? I'm sure granddaddy has some money. Grandpa should have some money to give these kids. So who pays Who pays this back? Who is? Will, will justice be met? Well, uh, first of all, I don't think the Rose Bowl. So the Rose Bowl is a committee that puts on a bowl game and a parade. Uh, this is a UCLA home game, so I don't think you hold them responsible. And the NCAA come on they can't help an old lady cross the street they're not going to reimburse you for your you're beating someone while he's down right now right the ncaa has like no teeth here's what i would say first of all okay colorado's players especially dion's quarterback son shadur made it very clear that they've got a lot of this jewelry this drip like Mm. he's you know he's flashing this seventy thousand dollar wrist watch at games like in front of the nebraska players in front of the arizona fans so you you know you kind of are a, a victim of uh, oh whoa ad, blaming ad, the victim no, advertising oh, okay all right here's where I'm going with this if you're gonna bring your jewelry and everything to the games in in a locker room it's called a locker room put a lock put a lock on it yeah I, I'm with you uh, but I first of all I, I I get what you're saying like if you deal in the the currency of uh, covetness covetousness okay is that the word. If you want everybody to look at what you have and long for it, then don't be surprised if you got some bad apples that actually go out and grab it, right? Yeah. So that happens. If you have the best car in the world and you get it because you think, hey, look at this, look at me, look at that car. Right. Don't be surprised if there's going to be some people that are attracted with the, with the bad, bad intentions. I do think somebody has to pay for this. And I, I, I who, you, why, who? Well, well because there the should per- be a, there yeah. should be a level of security awarded to any player that's coming to uh, a facility like that. I mean, if it, this happened in the NFL, I mean, these NFL players, they have all kinds of jewelry in their locker room. You don't hear of those. I mean, it, it's not just about the jewelry. Like, this is a this points to a bigger security threat. Like, what? who's guarding these locker rooms? Like, could anybody just go in there and take anything they want? Could they plant anything they want? I mean, this to me is like the bigger issue is like the security at the Rose Bowl for these locker rooms. These players, no matter what they bring, and I think it's – I do agree that 
that they shouldn't be doing being all that flashy, but that's just my personal opinion. I, I think whatever they, they have in their locker room and they bring with them, they should have a right to believe that it's going to be protected while they're playing a football game. Well, okay, but why not let the what the rest of us have to rely on, the law enforcement system? That's how you punish the people who did well, it. Well, maybe I don't know what their security measures there. So, well, it, so I, if it's like LAPD that is in charge of holding down security around the locker rooms, then then yeah, maybe maybe they, that need, they need to be held to account. Um, maybe it is the Rose Bowl. I don't know what the committee structure is and how they operate private security around the Rose Bowl, but I think it's. I think that they should feel like their stuff is secure if it gets stolen from. I mean, if they were on campus at UCLA and someone breaks into a dorm room, there would be a police investigation, which is what's happening here. And you would hope that the person who stole it gets arrested, and then they have to pay restitution. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's the how the rest of us have to operate. Your yeah. stuff gets stolen. Have you ever had anything of yours stolen? I have. Yeah, I had luggage stolen um, from an airport. I, I mean, assume it never showed up. I this no, was years ago. Just yeah, been the air, was, that's just the airline losing your luggage. That's <laughs> no, not stolen. No, man, they, that, we that waited happens. forever. It never showed up, and I. I it was a destination wedding. It wasn't my own, but I was, I mean, my wife and I, we, I'd gone shopping. I had some nice, we were going to the Grand Cayman Islands. Oh, you had some. So uh, I had like these yeah. new beach clothes. Your new sarong and was here in I, there. I show up at this wedding wearing clothes that I've worn for like four straight days. I was stinky. It was miserable. And I had to go buy some shoes that were too tight for way too much money. Uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so that's my, my flirtation with having stuff stolen from me. And, and it, uh, I felt wronged. You felt victimized. They finally yes. reimbursed some of it, you know, but it took months. So. Yeah. Well, that's you? unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, I had uh, my money stolen from a locker room when I was in high school. I was playing oh, basketball. So this, yeah. is, this, I, hits, this home. hits close to home, you know. And don't I, you feel like I'm not that writing a letter to my high school saying reimburse me <laughs> because I didn't put a, you know, a, you know they stole it from my. I had a wallet, uh, like this handmade leather wallet that had um, had Jesus on it on the cross, and wow. they stole money from that Someone wallet. Someone did that. I thought that I, was that's been eating them alive. I ever thought since. that was secure enough, but no, I should have put a lock on the locker. Wow. Yeah. I I love the the idea of that wallet. I'm. I I'm think sad I, I think I know who did it too. Really. And he's listening to this, and he knows that I know, <laughs> you know. who took my twenty. It was twenty dollars, but that was a no, lot. No, it was then. the wallet. Yeah. That was what was most important. Yeah. All right. So uh, the other big news in college football this week is that, uh, well, the first college football playoff rankings are out, and we want to get some reactions. So uh, let's just give you kind of your top six teams. So your your top unbeaten squads. Um, you got well five squads. It would be uh, Ohio State coming in at number one, Georgia number two, Michigan three, Florida State four, and Washington rounding out your top five. All teams unbeaten. Do you have any issue with the order in which they came in that initial ranking? Yes, I do. Yeah. I know that surprises I, you. No, I do. I do too. I'd um, like to hear what you have. I say. like Ohio State at one. That's how I would have ranked them. Hmm. Um, and when the committee put them there in this initial set of rankings, I thought, okay, this is good. We are going to have a committee that looks at resume and is rewarding Ohio State having two really good wins on their on their okay. resume. Maybe this committee's more resume than I test. But then they go Georgia, Michigan, and I think to myself, I would not myself, have. Myself, I says. I uh, says to myself, I, I, I say, says. I say, I, I say, boy. Back to Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn. I would have Florida State too because yeah. I think Florida State has better wins than Georgia. And Georgia has the strength of schedule. The teams they played so far in their schedule is ranked 100th in the country. Michigan is 111th. Yeah. These two very good, very good teams. They may be the two best teams in the country, but right now they haven't played. Very good competition. You're not impressed by the Wolverines' win at Minnesota? They're <laughs> or what? 
uh, Georgia beat um, Auburn. They beat Auburn. Outside of UNLV, everyone else on Michigan's schedule has an offense that ranks in the bottom of the country, like right. past 100. And uh, their best their best win is Rutgers. You know, in Georgia, it's kind of similar. I mean, okay, Kentucky, they blew them out. Beat a we, Florida's not very good, but they handled them, handled a rival. But yeah. again, and both of those teams have their toughest test in front of them and have plenty of opportunity to prove that they're the two best. But I would have had Florida State second. I would have had Washington third because I think Washington mm. has that win over Oregon. Oregon is one of, I think, one of the four best teams in the country. So I think you have to reward Washington for that at this point. And I probably would have put uh, Georgia fourth and Michigan fifth. That's that what sounds like a personal vendetta just a little bit. No. How? That's not a vendetta. No, I think that, that would Georgia. be the, the fair way to do it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I mean, I would even flirt with putting Florida State number one. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think that the their quality of wins, LSU out of the gates, uh, essentially kind of a, a neutral site game. Um, you know, I feel like they're – you know, win against Clemson on the road. Clemson's uh, kind of fallen. It it has, but cliff. I mean, but, but still, but, it's hard to beat them on right. the road. I mean, yeah. but I'm I'm kind of I'm weighing. I mean, what does Ohio State have? They have a game. Notre Dame. They they beat them by three at Notre they, Dame. They, they sh- probably should have lost that game. Very uh, yeah. closely could yeah. have lost yeah. that game. And then a one score game to Penn State. That was at home, right? They dominated. They dominated Penn State though. Okay. But yeah. uh, but those and are their quality wins. Those two, right? Maryland's a pretty, Maryland's a Maryland's pretty good Maryland's a win. decent team. Yeah. Okay. So Florida State. I mean, you have the, what the teams that we mentioned there. Plus, you have Duke. Duke's they beat a, Duke by three scores. Duke's I mean, a good win. Yeah. So I I think you have a you have a case for Florida State even to be number one. But I'm okay with with number two as well. And and I agree. And yeah, even flirting with the Huskies, moving them up there um, beyond number five. But all of this is, is going to sort itself sure. out, obviously, in these, in these coming weeks. But I, I feel like this might be a tell a little bit from the committee what, what conferences they are inclined to give more heed to. Um, Being? Like, well, Big Ten and SEC, yeah. right? So, like, it's those, those – they have been the standard bearers, and I think that that's showing already in this – I don't think it's, it's purely on – what you've seen on the football field uh, it, it can't be or else i think florida state would be higher than four um so here's my question to you let's say at the end we have one loss conference champs okay mm-hmm. and and it could very well end up being that way if ohio state and michigan end up you know i don't know like one of them could end up with a, a loss uh probably not they'll probably no, they'll probably I mean, go in unbeaten most likely well, no one of well Maybe. One, one of them will lose, but but let's agree to this. Okay, is a conference champ is a is someone that's not in the conference championship going to make it in this year? Someone that's not in their conference championship, right? Uh, I believe that they could in the really? Ohio State Michigan scenario. I think that's kind of what the committee may be mm. setting up here because I think you'd have to have a lot of carnage for that. This I don't this know, year. man. Look the way the way Michigan's positioned. If you and that game, the game, Ohio State Michigan's played in Ann Arbor this year, I could totally see this happening. You know, Michigan blowing out Penn State, getting a quality win, then beating Ohio State in a close one. Ohio State's got one loss, but it's a close one on the road. And then, of course, you know, Michigan's going to end up playing, you know, all those big well, Big Ten let's West agree teams. here. Any 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 uh, unbeaten conference champs getting in, right? Any, so, uh, yeah, any unbeaten conference okay. champs getting so, in. But of the one-loss conference champs, let's say you have Texas in there with one loss. Um, let's say FSU runs the table, so they're unbeaten, they're in. Uh, then you come down to like a Pac-12, an SEC, one-loss team in there, and a, and a conference champ. 
how do you sort that out? I mean, if you have like let's say you have a Texas, you have a Washington with okay. a, with one loss, and then you have Georgia or Bama in with one loss. Okay. Okay. Now, what do you do with the Big Ten? What do you do with the? You already have an ACC in there. Well, I think if you, I think with the Big Ten, then you don't have the Ohio State and Michigan both getting in. I don't think that happens if you have other teams what, that have where, a conference championship your, and have a loss. So I let's think, just say it's one loss. Okay. Okay. Who? What conferences? What teams in that scenario are not getting in? Let's say you got again, Big Twelve. Let's say it's Texas. Let's say Pac-12 is Washington. Let's say SEC is Georgia. Okay. Okay. And, and they then, all have and a then, loss. And you got yeah, but you got you got a mm-hmm. you got a Big Ten champ, un, unbeaten, and you got an ACC unbeaten. Yeah. So you got three teams going for two spots. Right. It's going to come down to kind of what your inclination is on the conference, right? Yeah, and it's going to, going to also come down to did you blow out your opponent in your conference game? How did that look? It becomes a lot of the, the eye test stuff. It always kind of sorts itself out. I know that you're looking at this logjam here, but I, I, there's carnage ahead. Losses, oh, are, yeah, losses no, are coming. No doubt. But, yeah, that would be uh, the committee's, you know, nightmare scenario if that were to happen i just I it would just be don't the perfect it would be the perfect kiss goodbye to the the four, four team playoff. Let, let me ask you this uh these four that we have right now the top four so i was looking at this in the nine previous years of the college football playoff these initial set of rankings that come out so you've got nine years of that nine times four is 36 so of those 36 teams that started out in the top four about half of them a little over half actually made the mm. playoff so let's say for this sake of discussion so that two of these two four out. so which two of these four do you think are most likely going to wind up there um okay well i don't want to just harp on my preseason prediction which had no big 10 teams getting in because it's not looking great right now. <laughs> um but i think of these two big 10 teams um i'm gonna go with michigan so i'm gonna lean michigan uh, you know, FSU, I think, golly, one loss could knock them out, mm-hmm. uh, given what they think of them. But I'm going to say mm, there's no way an SEC team doesn't, doesn't get in. I mean, it, I, I let's say Georgia doesn't get in and Michigan doesn't get in, and it's Bama that wins the SEC, and, you know, Michigan gets out by virtue of an Ohio State loss at the end of the year. Okay. How about that? All right. And, I, then, and then I, you know. I guess FSU. I just think FSU has one of the easier roads. We kind of established yeah. this. I think that they're probably going to get in. I think I think at this point it's fair to say that a Big Ten team's getting in. I think it's probably Florida State and in Michigan. Cheating Michigan. Getting out? No, getting, getting it. Bumped. Getting, getting in, in. Staying in. Okay, so I, we're on the same page. I think so. it's Florida State and Michigan, even though Michigan has cheated. But I know it's all allegations at this point. Well, I think uh, Harbaugh's ready for Vegas, right? Isn't he taking over? <laughs> all right, so uh, big game this weekend. Uh, we, have, we have quite a few. Uh, I've been wrestling with some myself. Um, I do love the Bedlam matchup. Uh, I'm going to be intrigued by this K-State-Texas game. Oh, yeah. Uh, this could be the kiss without, goodbye without, for the Longhorns. Without and, Quinn Ewers again, yeah, right? They, yeah. yeah. So they need this. And um, – but for me, I, I don't think it's the most consequential game, but uh, it's the one I'm going to care most about probably this weekend, and that's Washington-USC at USC. Okay. So I think USC is not done fighting yet. Their defense is done fighting, but I don't think their <laughs> offense is done fighting. <laughs> Caleb Williams is not done <laughs> yeah. fighting. Right. That is an intriguing matchup. It Washington's been wobbly lately, right? Yeah. They wobbled a but, little. You know, even if you lose this game, I mean, there's a scenario in the Pac-12 where you have, you know, you have a three-way jam and then you got to figure out what the three-way tiebreakers are for who's getting in and 
uh, for the Pac-12 championship. So, um, but I think you know for for USC to still have a puncher's chance, they they win this game. I don't think that that hurts Washington necessarily. Right, but it helps your Ducks if Washington takes a loss. That's for sure. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, because if they run the table and they beat USC, then they're the clear number two and they play Washington in the championship game. Right. But you know how it gets with these tiebreakers. Sometimes it's like, okay, my head-to-head gets thrown out with you because I lost to this Mm -hmm. other team, and so it kind of nullifies that. So I haven't looked that far into it because we still have about a month and a half to go or a month to go. Um, But, I mean, for the Ducks, I think it's probably best if Washington wins. Oh, because then your win is better. I knew your it's loss. Not, your well, loss is better. Not only is the yeah. not only is the loss better, but then the, you don't have this muddied up yeah. number two spot. That's a good you point. can go into the the Pac-12 championship as yeah. number two and then try to beat Huskies. Then it'd be a good game. Did All you right, see what the? You got? Okay, I'll, I'll not give you my gambling advice on that one. It's going to be good. Um, uh, you know, obviously, I'm most concerned about the Alabama LSU game. I mean, this is could be elimination time for Alabama. But if I'm picking the most intriguing game. One where I think people are going to look at the ticker and the score and say, oh, I need to start paying attention. I think it's Missouri going on the road to Athens. Really? You think? Yeah. You think? I know that this. I feel like I know Georgia's going to I know. Up. I know it's silly. I know it's silly to say the dogs are going to be. But, again, Georgia hasn't played a really good team yet. And Missouri is. Yeah. I, Missouri has enough firepower on offense to give them trouble. Brady Cook's playing very well. Luther Burden third is probably one one of the three best wide receivers in college football and they've got kind of a scrappy enough defense I think to take the I'm not saying Missouri's going to win but it's a 16 point spread now I think it's going to be closer the, than that I think it could cause Georgia I mean, to I get like a little both, nervous both those SEC games I like this weekend but I just feel like they're not going to be that close I think Bama's going to win by a lot and I think uh, Georgia's going to win by a lot oh I like it I like hearing you say Bama's going to win by well, a lot that yeah but good. I, I get my picks regularly wrong that's why I, <laughs> that's why I don't gamble <laughs> All right. Let's bring BK. Yeah, BK, do you have yeah. do you have a, a pick for the game this weekend? Do you have one that you're that you're definitely going to watch? You always kind of have like the guru pick. It's like you'll go into the MAC conference and, and pull out like a. Well, you know, Miami of Ohio is playing uh, yeah, Central Michigan Akron, this weekend. The Akron this Zips are looking good. <laughs> you know, they're one and seven. By the way, they're playing their fifth string quarterback this weekend. Yeah, and BK did give us. We did this two weeks ago, and he gave us UCF and Oklahoma. It was. No, I, no one thought that it's game would be Brook. good. Yeah, yeah that's was, what I'm yeah. looking for. I need yeah. a guru pick right here. Well, I mean, you, you kind of hit on it when you were talking about the playoff scenarios. And the, the team that, when I saw the rankings that came out, was Ole Miss at number 10. Yeah. And that game with Texas A&M. Because you want a scenario where an SEC team does not make the playoff, have Ole Miss beat Georgia next week. Georgia, you know, run the table and beat Alabama in the championship. Ole Miss runs the table. They their own one loss is to Bama. Is to Bama. Mm-hmm. They they could easily sneak in there, and they beat the two-time uh, national champs. Oh, yeah. And they won't I even make it. the championship game because they they lose the tiebreaker to Alabama. So, I mean, that's a scenario where I could see SEC being out. So that reason alone, I'm watching uh, Ole Miss Texas A&M. I just oh, want to see how Texas A&M. You know, come on, they got to start. Because you think you think maybe the Aggies knock them off. Like no, you, no, I think Ole Miss no. is really good. And I think also it's, it's kind of fun this time of the year, which now that the, the, the playoff rankings have come out, you find other teams watching, really watching these other games. You got like uh, Texas cheering for Oklahoma because yeah. they need Oklahoma to win to boost their rankings up. Because, yeah. uh, you know, in LSU, the, you know, people cheer. LSU, you know, Ole Miss wants LSU to win. To that's boost right. their, their rankings. And, and, and so. That's a good point. If this were the 12-team playoff, then we wouldn't care. 
They wouldn't care. No. They wouldn't be no, cheering you, for us. Yeah, You're no, right. You, Let's keep it at four. You four can't. is better. You're right, Brian. You were right all along. I can't believe I went back to Scott on this. You would just care a lot more about that Ole Miss Texas A&M game. I yeah, think. yeah, that's what I, I, I do think that's a good pull though, and I think we're always curious to see if if Jimbo's uh, uh, head is going to explode during a game, and if this, you know, if this is going to be his final game. So we'll find out. Right. This might be the last one. Well, uh, I don't feel like we've talked enough about the University of Oregon in this college football segment. So what do you <laughs> say we bring in one of the distinguished graduates of the University of Oregon? What do you think? Uh, yes, let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. Well, we are pleased to welcome in seven-time PGA Tour winner, longtime golf commentator Chris, and now chairman of an upcoming event called the World Champions Cup coming to Bradenton, Peter Jacobson on the No Off Days podcast. And so all these big names in golf are coming to our backyard concession golf course, uh, and we have you to credit for it, Peter, right? what? Tell us a well, little bit about uh, what's coming up. Oh, I appreciate that, but there are a lot of great people that have been working on this for a long time. This is the, the culmination of probably five years of work with the PGA Tour, with my friends at Intersport, a good buddy of mine who is the CEO up there, Charlie Besser, and the captains, the three captains, Jim Furyk of the United States, Ernie Els, the, the captain of International, and Darren Clark, the captain of Europe. We have been uh, looking at doing this thing for three to five years, and we're engaged, and it's coming up soon, and we're real excited about it. Yeah, what a fun concept. You, it's three teams, so you have a Team USA, you have a Team Europe, and then you have a Team International, and, and these are all names that folks that even have a, a basic kind of background in golf, they're going to recognize a lot of these guys. When you mentioned Ernie Els, and you got VJ Singh, you got Jim Furyk, uh, a lot of big names. And uh, so what is the format exactly? Kind of flush that out a little bit for us. Yeah, well, to add on to that, we got Steve Stricker and Bernard Langer, uh, Justin Leonard, David Toms, uh, Retief Goosen, a lot of Hall of Fame guys and, and Hall of Fame players. We wanted to come up with a unique format because the one thing about golf we all know is it's a 72-hole stroke play competition, birdies, bogeys, pars. We thought it would be fun to do a match play competition between the three teams playing uh, at the same time. So let's take the three captains, for example, L's for international, Furyk for U.S. and Clark for Europe, we're going to be playing against each other. In other words, Els will be playing Clark, and Els will be playing Furyk, and Furyk will be playing Clark. Hmm. So there's points available on each match on every hole. So if Furyk beats both Clark and Els, say he makes a three on one, and Clark makes a four and El makes, Els makes a five, Furyk gets a point from both. But if Els makes a four and Clark makes a five on the same hole, uh, Clark gets a, a, a point and Els is out with zero. So we're going to do that for nine hole matches twice a day for three days. So you can see that points will add up quickly. Or if you're playing poorly, you're going to get the big goose egg every hole and every match. So it's going to keep everybody engaged. We're going to play singles matches we're going to play best ball matches and we're going to play scotch foursome where everybody drives and then you choose the best ball in from there kind of a shamble they call it shamble or, or <laughs> scotch foursome so it's again unique different format and everybody's so engaged in this we thought we'd give that a try just to see just to see how it goes and so far it's been well received 
Yeah, it is an intriguing format. I got to say, how did you guys land on the Concession Golf Club in Bradenton? The Concession Golf Club, as you know, hosted a World Golf Championship a few years ago, and they were actively pursuing this championship because it is a championship world-class golf course that I think deserves more attention in the world of golf. And quite honestly, they want to be noticed more. And I think that it is, it's kind of a hidden gem, to be honest with you. I love it. I've been there. I've played it. And the staff and the ownership group and the whole development is, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a hidden gem that we're really excited about having a chance to expose. We're going to be on ESPN and ABC. And I don't have to tell you the power of ESPN and then being on network on ABC as well. It's going to be it's going to it's going to be well covered and just a lot of fun. I mean, simply the fact that you're on the No Off Days podcast, I feel like that really, uh, you know, lights some ignition. Um, so, hey, look, these are these are all gentlemen that have dominated the sport for such a long time. But, you know, they're kind of in their twilight years. I'm curious what the fire in the belly's like. What's what's that chatter out on the course going to look like uh, come tournament time? Well, I can tell you from my standpoint, I was fortunate enough to have played on two Ryder Cup teams. Once you lose your match, you want you want some payback. You want to get back at the guy or the team that beat you. <laughs> but when we get older and we get closer to our, the age of 50 and you join the Champions Tour, you know that your President's Cup or Ryder Cup days are over. So these guys, the competitive fire never leaves them. They want to be able to go at each other. Els wants to take on Stricker. And Darren Clark wants to take on VJ. Obviously, everybody's good friends. We competed on the Champions Tour. But still, there's pride at stake. There's some money at stake. But there's bragging rights at stake. That never goes away. Why do you think guys in all these other sports, baseball, football, and basketball, they always they always have the magical comeback, the Tom Brady comeback. <laughs> you remember that. Right. Uh, so it, you never want to say you're done. And these guys aren't done, and they're going to prove they're not done. Well, I, I did find it interesting. I was listening to the press conference, and Ernie was talking about uh, having Retief as a teammate and you know all that he brings, and he's a great teammate and all this. But I thought it was a little bit different and kind of maybe telling when one of his uh, key pieces of analysis was that uh, Retief loves a good glass of wine. I thought that was a, a little bit different in what makes up a good teammate, right? Well, I think you'd agree that we're all mature people by now. We're right. over the age of 50. And I think what we see in the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup, and the Solheim Cup, it's blood and guts. It's all about team and country and glory, yeah. uh, without a doubt. That's why you don't see a lot of smiles. You don't see a lot of joking around in those in those competitions. You're going to see a little of that here in the World Champions Cup, and I think that's only right. These guys are over the age of 50. They've done amazing things in their career, and they're going to do amazing things at the Concession Golf Club and the World Champions Cup. But let's be honest. These guys are parents. A lot of them are grandparents. A lot of them understand the role that they play in the world of golf, not only as mentors and leaders. And I think they just want to be able to, to – show what the game of golf has meant to them their entire career. And as I said earlier, with Els, Clark, and Jim Furyk as our captains, and guys like 
Retief and Langer and Stricker and David Tom's Justin Leonard. Uh, it, it, it's just going to be a feel-good week all around. Competition and camaraderie. Sounds like it's going to be fun. Okay, let's take this interview off the rails. Or or off <laughs> off take the golf cart off the path into the bushes, as, as I often do. Uh, let's talk about 10 Cup. I got to get my 10 Cup questions in. I know you answer these every talk show, every podcast you go on. So you're in the movie playing yourself. Uh, you know, we got Kevin Costner playing Roy McAvoy. How, you weren't the only pro golfer in 10 Cup. There were a number of them in there. Phil Mickelson, Craig Stadler, uh, Fred Couples, to name a few. Uh, Peter, how did they decide, how did the writers decide that you were the one that was going to win the U.S. Open? It's a very simple answer. We had probably 15 or 16 players. You mentioned those guys. John Cook, Corey Pavin, Bruce Litsky, Jerry Pay, Tommy Armour III. We had a bunch of guys in the room, and we were asked by Ron Shelton, the director, just to mill around at tournaments like we would if we were playing in the World Champions Cup. And we did that. And then as the room dwindled, or I should say, as the weeks went by, and the, a lot of the players realized that it was a lot of stand around and wait for your call, Ron Shelton, uh, I can't remember who it was, they said, hey, who's going to be here on October 18? And I raised my hand and they go, okay, you're going to win the U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There was, there was, There was nothing political. There was... There were no metrics involved. There was no going forward on fourth down and three because the metric system says to do that. It was who, which one of these jerks is going to be raising his hand late in the day. And it was this guy. The greatest ability is availability. Right. And you were available. Uh, did you like the ending of the movie, Peter? Uh, you know, Roy uh, dunking the five shots in the water. And then, then finally, what did he score? 12 on that? Did, did you like the ending of the movie? Well, I loved it because I won the U.S. Open, but I, but I'm still pissed off because the USGA does not give me credit for that major championship. Uh, I didn't I didn't like the end because nobody would do that, and I and Ron Sheldon explained that's why this movie is so out there, why it's it's such an outrageous finish because only Roy McIlroy would want to prove that he can get it there from the fairway, and that's why when when Cheech was saying, you know, let's go to the ball drop, he kept saying, no, 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 give me another ball, give me another ball. And he wanted to prove it to himself, probably more than the, the world watching, that he could get it on the green. But it it was it was a blast. I have to say, Kevin, Kevin Costner and Don Johnson and Ron Shelton, two stars and the director, were fantastic to us tour players. They made us feel like we were actors, made us feel like we actually belonged on set. It was it was a blast. Something I'll never forget. Peter, because you've rubbed elbows with Hollywood elite, um, best famous person, non-PGA player, obviously, uh, that you've ever played golf with. That's pretty easy. That's Danny Ainge. Really? Remember oh. Danny Ainge? Oh, of yeah, course. Boston Celtic. Yeah. Boston. And I'm proud to say that Danny and I are from the same state of Oregon. He was born down in, uh, I believe, in Eugene. And uh, he obviously went to college, played at BYU. But when he played for the Blazers, Danny would score 30 points the night before, and then we would go out and play, and he'd shoot under par the next day. Danny Ainge, clearly, and I've played with a lot of good ones, played with over my years playing in pro-ams. 
Danny Ainge it still stands out in my mind as the guy that could really bring it. Okay, who's a bad one? And you can't say Charles Barkley. That's, that you, maybe you've played with. <laughs> yeah, that you, that, that that would be upset with. if if you uh, outed them as a bad golfer. Right. Oh my gosh! That, now now you stumped me. I was going to say Charles, but I will give Charles a little credit, thanks to his his good friend Stan Utley, who's a very famous PGA a pro, very good friend of mine, PGA of America teaching pro, and he's worked with me on my short game. He has helped Charles become a much better player than what you see on TV at the American Century Championship in Lake Tahoe. Charles on the range before we go out to play, he pounds it. He just gets a little bit stuck on his downswing, maybe because of the pressure, because we all know the pressure in golf is the greatest pressure in sports, right? For sure. That in game seven. uh, Damn right. Damn right. (laughs) I mean, who wants to play those those game sevens? There's just way too much pressure for those guys like Guys like Jordan and Steph Curry, they just can't handle it. All right. uh, but but Barkley, Barkley, uh, yeah, he's much maligned. I can't think of anybody else. Put it this way: if they if they were, if I did play in a pro am with them, I forgot it. They were forgettable. <laughs> the best I could ever hope to be is forgettable on the golf course. Um, I, I, before I let you go, I have I have to ask you this because I am an Oregon Duck fan. Oh, here we and go. You are an Oregon Duck, and and I do you follow? There you go, baby. Uh, do you do you follow the current football team? What are your thoughts? Give me a breakdown. Well, I want you to know that uh, being a University of Oregon alum, uh, I have had a skybox at Oxen Stadium. Since day one, for the last 35 yes. years, wow. I, I have a skybox. You ever want to go? Yes. Let me know. <laughs> okay. um, I've been I've been to every home game this year as I sit right now in the state of great state of New York. I will be heading back for the next home game. Uh, I think it's USC. But I will say this about Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning is the most down to earth guy. I've played golf with him. I've spent time with him. He's, a, he's just a great person. He's a family guy. And he's bringing that University of Georgia defensive coordinator mindset to the Ducks. The Ducks were always fast and flashy, and they'd score a lot, but their defense wasn't always up to, up to their offensive level. They're good on both sides of the ball, so I'm relatively optimistic. Uh, they've broken my heart many times mm-hmm. in the past, but <laughs> the, way that, the way they're going, but I will say this. The Pac-12, I know people make fun of it because it's West Coast football, but every team in that Pac-12 can beat each other. It's a, it is a, it's murderer's row. And they will beat each the other. Pac-12 yes. championship. Right. And, and they will. Yeah. I mean, look at Arizona just beat Oregon State last weekend. Uh, Utah, Oregon handled Utah, but they've got Cal, SC, and Oregon State coming up. So put me down as a huge fan of the Ducks. Yes. Everything Oregon. And I'm a huge fan of Dan Lanning. Well, as I've mentioned earlier, a few weeks ago, I was like, the, the Pac-12 is a, is a circular firing squad down the stretch. It's going to be du- it's going to be tough. I mean, you. But Chris Cato here to my left, my co-host, he's a big Bama fan. So, in fairness, uh, hopefully, we can have a little playoff square, you know, a little showdown here. Ducks, I, I, I believe the Ducks in. are the best team in the Pac-12. I've said it. In spite of that loss to Washington, you play that game again. The Ducks win. Yeah. Neutral site. Uh, they're more physical, I think. And, I, you know, I, Bo Nix, even though he's a former Auburn guy, he's my, he's my Heisman candidate right now. So yeah. I'm all in on this Duck love. He's also two years older than you, too. So it's he's, fantastic. You know, he's, he's been in the least. Well, so I will say this. 
I will say this. The reason Alabama is so good is their athletic director, Greg Byrne, he cut his teeth at the University of Oregon. His is. father, Bill, was the was the athletic director, good for, uh, close friend. I know Greg very well. Uh, and Greg is doing a great job at Alabama. I mean, I can't even imagine. Alabama could be half the teams in the NFL year in and year out. So I'm a big Bama fan, and I, I just love college football. I just love to see these kids excel and do and become who they're going to be. Oh, you're talking our love language now. We're going to have to have you as a weekly guest. Oh, I know what I'm doing next weekend. Uh, sounds like Sky, Skybox at Otson with old Peter. Skybox Scotty. Is it beautiful. All right. Well, for if you want tickets to the upcoming uh, Champions Cup at uh, Brayton uh, in Bradenton at the um, concession, at the concession golf club, uh, you go to what WorldChampionsCup.com. Uh, tickets available now, December seventh through the tenth. Peter Jacobson, thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time. And go Ducks. Thanks, Peter. Go there Ducks. Is. There it is. Jacob, Thanks, guys. Jacobson's laying up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just looking up, uh, see if we have direct flights from Tampa to Eugene. No, Eugene does not have an airport. Okay, that's a problem. Don't okay. you think he makes that offer, though, to every no. podcast host no. he interviews he that likes that, the Ducks? He saw that we were wearing green. I think that warmed him up immediately. Yeah. Um, know, all right. Man. Well, he's, he's a lot of fun, and that's going to be a fun tournament to watch, and it's coming up here the first week of December, just down the road, right across the Skyway Bridge. Let's bring in BK. Um, all right, this is one thing that we cover consistently, consistently on the show. We are committed to it. We're not going to let one of these years slip by, but we're not talking about the toy. Hall of Fame and we have the finalists for the 2023 class can I just recap what last year's class was Please do. Um, because I think we came in with what we thought last year yes and uh, there was the list of finalists and then I was a little disappointed I don't know if you got all your picks I in get, there. no I didn't I wanted uh, sand to get in and sand, sand didn't make it yeah or dirt and stick yeah. did they make it last year so last year uh, top top the class um, the top, then, the spinning top. The top. Yes. I feel like you had to. It was like there for so many years. It was the second toy ever invented behind stick. And it was just like, okay. It we, was we almost a lifetime achievement award. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> uh, master of the universe. So yeah. he man. Right. Indeed. And then, uh, and then light bright, which I was in favor of that. Yes. As, we we as liked a, last as year's a child class. of the eighties. Yes. yes. Yeah, All right. Good. So BK. Have a choking hazard toy in there. Well, light bright, those little lights. I know. Yeah. I think yeah. you could swallow them past those. Oh, there's, there's one <laughs> in this year's file. Mommy, the toilet's lighting up now. <laughs> <laughs> light, bright, light. Um, all right, so give us our finalists for the 2023 class. It is not just a 2023 class. Oh. This is the 25th Hall of Fame class. How about oh, that? Wow. So, is so that like, silver? Yeah, anniversary class. Silver. They get a silver jacket, the, they, the inductees they do. do. 12 mm. finalists, and then they're voting on them, and the top three votes will get, uh, I think, next week's when they announce it. So we'll have to update oh, it next week. Quick. Okay. So here's what we'll do. I'll give out the list, and you give me your top three. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay, this is going to be baseball cards leading off. Solid. Then the game Battleship. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bingo. That's like the original Battleship cover right there. I know our audio audience isn't able to see that. But, yeah. Uh, yes. But it's a couple of uh, illustrated like, in their hair. kids that came out of, like, Leave it to Beaver. And have you hey, Wally. look at it closer. I don't know if you will The dad and the son's playing. And then it, back in the background in the kitchen, it's the mom and the daughter doing dishes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <It is the laughs> most, oh, I noticed oh my gosh. when I saw it. 
So I don't know if that's going to hurt them in the uh, voting. Yeah, it could be. You know, <laughs> these things never go you away. Gotta update these graphics. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we got bingo. Uh, bop it, which I've never done. Cabbage no. Patch Kids. You've never done a bop it? Uh, not, I have not. I haven't either. <laughs> then this one I've never heard of, but I think you have Choose Your Own Adventure Game Books. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I've never done that. Oh, yeah. Connect Four, Ken, of course. Little Tyke's Cozy Coop. That's a car that. What is Ken wearing? Is that like a velour jumpsuit? What I think that, that was his original. That's his smoking yeah. jacket. <laughs> He's, is he was Hugh Hefner. Uh, he was also <laughs> playing Battleship while Barbie was doing uh, dishes. How many Barbies can I have? <laughs> uh, repeat finalists, I believe, here is Nerf. Nerf ball, Nerf, all Nerf but toys. But this is, again, we talked about that. Yes. I do remember this. It's like Nerf has so many products. So is Give it, a, Yeah, pick one. Is, is, it, is it a football? Hey, is it a Nerf it, gun? It, this looks like the original the Nerf ball. Just the, gave it the ball as its presentation picture yeah but so. the description of nerf here is just says nerf to toys nerf toys and they're trying to get in they're trying to usher in this well see now I, if i was nerf i'd be against this because i'd say no i think we can get in on multiple different toys yes so don't you're trying to get us in just on brand don't put in just the 85 bears defense put in individually exactly yeah. you got to get the fridge in there you got it yeah single tear it's like the oh, independent guys. candidate jumping into president race it just exactly. starts picking all off right, things okay. uh Hey, we've got a first-time finalist, Slime. Slime's in. Okay, okay, it's about that time. And then rounding out the class, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's your top the five finalists. Uh, like the plastic figurines? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like on the screen. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle, turtle power! power. <laughs> Who was your favorite Ninja Turtle? I was a big Leonardo guy. Really? Love the swords. Yeah. Michelangelo's the funny guy? Yeah. He loved pizza. He well, does. they all kind of loved pizza. He did. Splinter was very underrated, too. He was. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Look, I, first of all, I, I want to put Bop It on there, and I'm a little sad that you've never played Bop It, um, Brian. But Bop It is how it's do you a fan, how do you play it's Bop It? It's a fantastic game. It has like this addiction impulse in it, you know. Like, oh, uh, that's, that's what we need. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, well, if kids were playing Bop It instead of uh, what what is it, Minecraft? Yeah. You know, what are they playing? I don't know what they play. Um, <clears throat> bop It is like you know you you Bop It, twist it flick it you know you do all these little things and it's a one it's like a one person game wait 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 so is it, it telling lights you up to, yeah it tells okay. you it says bop it and then you hit it you have like two seconds to bop it bop it twist it they have these little gadgets it's a very fun game but I, I, what i'm saying here is that in 10 years bop it bop it's in okay bop you think it's a little early for bop i it. think so okay. i think they tried to rush it i need to play bop it clearly. all right so uh first and foremost uh i know it's a little bit uh, misogynistic but battleship obviously is getting in you okay. suck my battleship i recently played a game of battleship mm -hmm. it's a great game and um you know as soon as they hit your one of your the the little two bangers are the ones that you want to hang on to because you can hide those. Yeah, you know the, that, the little boats. Yeah, yeah. and did you ever like when you cheated? You could put them like uh, try to stretch the toy out and put them in like unorthodox positions on the board. You never did that. I would never cheat, Scott. Okay, I know what you mean though. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go battleship. What do you, what do you got? Hmm. <laughs> Well, I was going to go Battleship. I like Battleship. Um, okay, we can agree. It's okay yeah, to I, agree. I, I, I like okay, Battleship. Okay, yeah, I, I like Battleship. I'm going to go uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. Really? Yeah. Did you own a always, Cabbage Always patch? wanted one, Scott. Santa Santa <laughs> never delivered. I, w I had built it a little crib, and everything was waiting for it. <laughs> and, and he never... No, Maybe this it, is the year, Daddy. It's just I'm surprised because Cabbage Patch Kids, as far as I can remember, were the first like thing that blew up 
so big was, without huge. help of internet or anything yeah. but people would stand in lines they're little uh, round bald heads yeah lumpy little faces lumpy faces yeah they're all but they came with their adoption papers and everyone every Everybody. every girl had to have one it and, was the thing and a few and boys yeah, and a few yeah. boys. And if you so didn't, if can you I tell you my Cabbage Patch story? Oh, please do. Okay. I didn't know we were going to get this. Okay. Let's go. So I, I too, wanted a Cabbage Patch when I was a young lad. Okay? But I had um, a cheap family, and <laughs> they didn't – I don't know how much they cost. They must have been a fortune, at least $15. They, they, yeah. And uh, my, I remember my aunt made me a Cabbage Patch, <laughs> oh. and it was like the most ghetto fabulous <laughs> Cabbage Patch, broke Cabbage Patch. <laughs> I was like, this is such a shame. Anyway, do you still then, have it? No, we got to get it on yeah. the show if you still um, got it. Golly. You yeah. know what? The best thing about Cabbage Patch Kids is, is it led to Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, were they or, one or, and the same? No, I just think Garbage Pail Kids was, were a spinoff, yeah, like a like all the yeah, def- remember like the, the factory seconds. That's the one you had the original Garbage Pail Kid. Yeah. What you're, Snotty you're, Scotty. Um, <laughs> okay, so you go. I go. Uh, I'm going CPK. Kids. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go um, choose your own adventure books. Okay, these were a f- these were a favorite of mine. I didn't like reading when I was in school, and so for probably the span of about four years, I exclusively did book reports on choose your own adventure books. <laughs> your teachers <laughs> let you get away. All with I that. cared about was choosing the shortest adventure. However, this gets over quickly. There's a labyrinth. Well, I'll go around the labyrinth. <laughs> All right, story's over. That was a four-page book report. Um, yeah, so I, I enjoyed those. Those are fun. I think it was like designing a new way to read and, and engage kids in, in, in reading. So I, I enjoyed those. Now, be honest. You already uh, outed yourself as a battleship cheater. Did you ever cheat when you chose I the did. wrong adventure? You I fell did. off the cliff, and you so you went back a few pages. I, and I sometimes ta- played it backwards. You I told did. yourself, I didn't really choose that. Well, look, when you rent it from the library, you know you got to find the other adventures, right? So it was like uh, they were tucked inside. Yeah, and maximizing it. All right. I love those, but I'm not putting those in my. That's not a toy. A book is not a toy. Why is this a nominee? This is a toy. This because is not. You get not to a choose your own adventure. What other book do you get to choose your own adventure? A lot of books. No, no just they, by reading no, the, them, d- by the opening the cover. You're but choosing they, they, an they're adventure. making you go on the adventure. A book here, you you get to choose it. This is simple. You are a, engaged. A book is not a toy. Your parents, you don't have a. No. Where do you keep your toys? In a not in a library shelf. <laughs> you keep them in a toy chest. Mm, a book's you could not keep a that toy. book in a toy chest. You, you I, could. But that's the point. It's engaging. What, is, what makes up a toy? You, uh, you have to engage with it. A toy needs it. to you, be a physical thing that you play with and okay, you use your I imagination. And I throw it at people, too. <laughs> All right. What, what do you got? What's your third? Well, Give me I, your third. Uh, I'm going to go Connect Four, I believe. Oh, okay. It's a, <laughs> there is a, this is a bad class. I didn't like a lot of no. these. But C- Connect Four, how do you lose in Connect Four? By going simply second? by not paying attention. No, simply by going second. The guy who goes first always <laughs> wins. The one distracted guy. It's the, yeah. It's but like that's, the, the game the, of idiots. The thing I li- <laughs> well, the thing I like about it is that you can play it with kids and assert your dominance over these, <laughs> these children. Now, that is a positive. I got to play. You didn't ask me about my shirt here. I've got this log boat brewing shirt on okay. from my friend. I stayed with Jared. Long, my friend yeah. and his family he invited you out to the game, we and to the you b- stayed at the house and watched the Alabama game. We did. I went to the brewery, but I'm saying this because he has four daughters who are amazing, but they're all like ages nine to three, so mm. younger. And so we played Connect Four, and I just got to trounce them. That's it, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, all right, what did I have for my last one? Can we throw up those? I got. I got to pick one more. Um, you don't have to choose your own adventure, battleship. Oh, baseball cards. No, nope, baseball cards. Not a toy. Here you go it's a again. Toy. Those are not what do you, toys. What do you call it? A, a collectible. <laughs> what, Anything what do you, do you collect ca- is a collectible. What do you do with your cards? Did you? Did I played you th- with them. <laughs> you had like I did. Jose Canseco talking. Anything to- you spend a lot of time with as a child is a toy. Okay, that's what it is. And oh, and and those 
that was the biggest part of my childhood. And I didn't really play with a lot of traditional toys. I played with sticks and dirt and uh, <laughs> Lincoln Logs and baseball cards. That's it. And, and a ghetto, fabulous Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> Anything you spend a lot of time with is a toy. When you were Well, child, then yeah. my grandma's a toy. We should nominate her. I spent a lot of time. Old with grandma. Uh, old grandma cookie. You know, baseball cards are not a toy. I don't know why that's. They're the, in there. If they're there, they're, in, they're a toy. You protect them. Don't put them in your bicycle spokes and rip up and down the street in them. That, you could do that. I'm not nominating it. I like my, okay, I got Battleship, I've got the Cabbage Patch Kid, which I think is the strongest one, and I've got the uh, stupid Connect 4. Okay. Well, well, Brian, what's the, the the car? There's a car that wound up every mobile, everybody every mobile home park in Alabama where I grew up had one of these <laughs> sitting in the yard permanently. Like it did, no one played with it. It was missing it, a couple wheels. It was just, it was just uh, landscaping. Yeah. No, yeah. I gave, we gave one to, our, my daughter had one. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were, you grew up in Alabama. I did, so. <laughs> He's like, look at all these free toys on the yard. <laughs> a, what's that called? The Tyco, the Tyco. Tyco Little Tykes Cozy Coop or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Cozy Coop. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, uh, okay, we'll right, see. We, so so voting is coming up, and uh, we'll figure out, and we'll bring you uh, what the uh, the class is, I guess, yeah. what happens. You, th- you said a week from now, right? Uh, November 9th. Okay, very so, good. Just in time for holiday shopping One of these season. days, the Toy Hall of Fame is going to put us on the committee to, to be able to vote for these things. And yeah. I think we just impressed them with how we kind of deduce toy from non-toy. All right, <laughs> very good. Uh, BK, thank you Thanks, so much. Um, and there you go. That's the big program. And if you would like to watch more of these programs, all you have to do is go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. QR code, again, right there on the screen. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify so the podcast is sent directly to you every week and you don't have to even look for it. Uh, big thanks to Peter Jacobson. Go Ducks. And uh, that was fun. And good luck to the battleship is the only one we agree on, right? That, that's all we that's, agree uh, on. That's a yeah. shoe in They're going to be. I think you class. agreed on Cabbage Patch Kids, though, now that we learned that you wanted one. <laughs> I can see, I can see that I'm a little scarred from it still. All right. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days. I want to see you too.